Welcome to Stuff My Therapist Says, powered by Macon Wellness. I'm your host, Sarah Macon, and I'm glad you've taken the first step to healing and becoming happy again by listening to our podcast. Together with my exceptional Megan Wellness team, as well as other reputable authors, leaders, and mental health professionals, we'll be shedding light on key aspects of mental health and providing actionable tips, strategies, and advice to making healing a reality in your life. With each new breakthrough, we do our part to eradicate the stigmas surrounding mental health, and each episode of this podcast is built to help you overcome the obstacles impacting your life today. Let's begin. Welcome back to Stuff My Therapist Says. I'm your host, Sarah Macon, and today we have an amazing guest, Carolyn Weimer. Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Of course. We're so excited to have you on, and I'm so excited to get to connect with you. We're going to talk all about gaslighting today. And I'm so excited to get to learn from you. And I know our audience is as well. This is a term that I hear used a lot more now than ever. And I think it's really important for our audience to make sure that they are in a healthy relationship and to to be able to essentially have information to help to protect or defend themselves in case they are dealing with someone who likes to gaslight them. So starting out, could you please Mm -hmm. share what is gaslighting? Gaslighting, by definition, is a way that someone manipulates another person, whether it's a family member, friend, uh, romantic partner, um, for the benefit of manipulation. It's a psychological manipulation that usually extends over a period of time. Um, And it causes the other person, the the victim, to question and to be unable to validate their own feelings or perception of what's happening. And typically it leads to feeling a lot of confusion, um, a loss of confidence and self-esteem. So there's a lot of uh, confusion related to that. And also there is a dependency on the perpetrator for to validate their own feelings. And when that happens, like sometimes you feel like you're starting to like lose it, like yourself, lose like your touch of reality and you can question like what's real and like what's not because Mm -hmm. they're saying something, but then the reality looks like something else. And it can be so confusing and like mentally Mm -hmm. draining to deal with someone who's gaslighting you because sometimes it takes time for you to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, and I think it starts with like the second guessing of, is this really happening? Especially whenever it's someone you're close to, someone might say to you, if they're gaslighting you, like you're being too sensitive or- Oh, uh, that one, you're being too sensitive. Oh, that's a red flag right there. Yeah, red flags, that's a really good good point. Like you're being too sensitive, I didn't say it, I didn't mean it like that. Things like that in order to kind of, if they say something to you, they reflect it back that they might have not meant it like that or even said that. So you start to question like, oh, what did they actually say to me? Yeah. Uh, so that can be quite confusing. Sometimes they'll do something and then they pretend like they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? Or they'll say something like, well, you're crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Your crazy is it, it can be quite triggering for people because of the term you're crazy, right? Because then someone can start to think, well, am, am I crazy? Or, you know, it, it can cause a lot of confusion. And typically it's a way that a person controls the moment. Um, it's a way that they they want to kind of seek control in the other person so they don't have to deal with the with their own behavior is what it comes down to in a lot of ways. So would you say that someone who tends to gaslight people, are these people typically narcissists? Is there any type of connection? From what I from what I studied, there is a connection between narcissism traits and personality traits, but typically this is a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually from what I studied, the the gaslighter typically learns this from their parents or someone who raised them. Um, And as they witness it and they experience experience it themselves, they start to engage in it with friends uh, and then they start to have boyfriends or girlfriends. So typically it can be a learned behavior too. What is typically the outcome of dealing with or interacting with a narcissist? So I think the outcome, it can be, it can be really tough. Typically, you know, the person's not going to admit that they do these types of behaviors. Um, So unless they start to see that they have an issue, typically it will keep going Mm -hmm. is what I have experienced and also have read myself from studying this. But uh, unless they seek help for it, in a lot of ways, it won't change. Yeah. Unless they start to see that their behavior is problematic, it, it won't change. And counseling can really help with that because if they do have insight into how their behavior is impacting their loved one and they seek counseling, typically it can help to change those behavioral patterns with mindful te- techniques and also um, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. And so ultimately the narcissist or the person that's gaslighting needs to come to their own conclusion that they have an issue. And many times before that, it's like, oh, it's you and everyone else around me that is messed up and has the issue and I'm perfect until they start to see that, oh my gosh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, maybe I'm the problem. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it's that they will start to maybe lose the person that they want to be with. Um, The person might want to break up with them or they want to leave the friendship. Or if it's a family member, you know, they'll start to be estranged from the family member. So typically there's some sort of the the person is cutting the person that's being gaslit is cutting them off. Yeah. Um, and they start to maybe see through that behavior, through that, that, oh, well, maybe something I'm doing is causing this. Do they get cut off a lot? Typically not. Typically the person that's being gaslit will go through years of dealing with this in order to cope with it. And typically they'll come into therapy and come in with depression, anxiety. And then as you start to unravel that, you're like, oh, well, this is happening. Let's look at your relationship. And maybe this is causing you to feel this way. Mm -hmm. So it's like peeling back that onion in a lot of ways to figure out, they'll come and say, oh, you know, I'm feeling really sad. Like I, I don't have motivation. And as you start talking to them, you'll figure out that they are being, um, psychologically abused. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing of seeing a a skilled counselor that can effectively peel back the layers to see what's truly going on. 
because sometimes yeah. we have clients that come in and they truly are struggling with anxiety or depression, mm-hmm. but sometimes that is a symptom of something that's happening. And if you're in a situation where you're being gaslit or if you're in a very unhealthy relationship, it can truly negatively impact your mental health and can really lead you to feeling a loss of of yourself, which is um, a really challenging place to to be at. Yeah, and I, I've heard a lot of people say like, I'm not who I used to be. I used to like to do this or that. And I, I don't have any interest in my, you know, hobbies anymore. I feel like a shell of myself. And I think over time, people start to really lose themselves in this type of psychological abuse that they're encountering because, you know, they're so trying to stay in reality of what's actually happening that they actually lose reality in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's hard, but I think that people, once they start therapy and start talking about it, they can start to make the connections between how this emotional abuse, psychological abuse is impacting them and, and start to make plans as to what they need to do in order, you know, to get healthy, whether it's setting boundaries with the person that's doing that or leaving the relationship that, that is an option. Yeah. So how do you set boundaries with a narcissist? Cause narcissists, they are not a fan of boundaries at all. No, no, they're not. And I wonder why. I wonder why they're not. <laughs> they're uh, like, how <laughs> dare you not let me control you 24-7? Not a not fan of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that it takes confidence and it takes time. I think in a lot of ways from the women and men that I've counseled that, you know, we're making a plan to build up this confidence in order for them to act it out in real life per se. I think the first thing is saying like, you know, I'm not appreciating how you're treating me right now, or I'm going to take a pause for a moment and I'm going to walk away and you can think about what you just said to me. Um, That's a way of setting a boundary because then you're also not interacting with the person that's abusing you. Um, You could say, you know, I'm going to take a few minutes for myself. I'm going to go into my room and let's, let's disconnect right now. It can be really hard for someone that's narcissistic to have that happen because they will be like, whoa, like they're not feeding into this, you know, (laughs) anymore. But as time goes on, I think as a person, a, a client practice that they can start to see the difference between, okay, I'm not engaging in this and I'm maybe I'm starting to feel a little better and more confident in myself. So starting to build up confidence is very important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, confidence is key in, I think, all areas of life. I think having confidence and being able to build upon your confidence is, is super important because then you can start to see that, you know, I don't have to you know, I don't have to stay there. I don't have to be with this person. It It's a game changer, I think. So what happens if you're in a situation with a narcissist or like someone that gaslights you and let's say they're your family member or maybe someone you work with or someone that mm-hmm. is very difficult to get away from, like you can't really cut them off. What advice do you have? Yeah, I think that that's that's the hard part, especially if it's kind of like that in your face type of uh, relationship, if it's someone at work or someone you live with. I mean, I think that just being honest and open about things is important and also like setting a boundary to say, like, I don't like how you're talking to me right now. Mm -hmm. 
I don't like how you're treating me right now. I think being open about the fact that you're not liking something is a pretty big deal because I don't know many people that can come back and say, well, no, you don't, (laughs) you know, of course you like how I'm treating you right now or behaving right now. Um, I think that also it's about taking a break from the person, either if it's in small increments um, whether it's, you know, if you have a meeting with them and you, you know, you spend that 45 minutes with them and then go and, and take a walk or take a break, that's important too, to get yourself away from that sort of energy. I think that the communication piece is huge because of being able to state the way that you want to be treated and reflect back to them as to, you know, I would be more receptive to you saying it in, in this sort of way. I would be more open to talking in this sort of way because I think that you're also opening the door for what you will expect out of a person too. Yeah. And I think that's super important. Communicating what your boundaries are is so important. Yeah. And don't be surprised if you have to communicate it more than once when dealing with someone who's a narcissist or when, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to dealing with someone who gaslights you. At Macon Wellness, our priority is helping you heal and become happy again. We make it easy for you to connect with our exceptional team of therapists right from the comfort and privacy of your device. Not only is this approach more accessible, but it also comes at a much lower cost compared to traditional in-person counseling. We believe no one deserves to suffer in silence and encourage you to work through your challenges so you can live life to the fullest. Call 833-274-HEAL or visit MaconWellness.com to get started with online therapy. Another thing that this makes me think of, because I've had clients to deal with people who are gaslighting them and Mm -hmm. we would have, or they would have like, for example, like a note in their phone or an actual notepad of just like writing things that they, they know is true, even though Mm -hmm. the gaslighter is saying otherwise. So like, for example, if the gaslighter yelled at them for like 30 minutes, like last week. And then they're saying, well, what are you talking about? That never happened. Mm-hmm. Them starting to keep logs, mm-hmm. especially when you're first really starting to set boundaries. And if yeah. you have been struggling with not seeing what's real versus what isn't, but like starting to feel confused because of being gaslit for so long, that can really help to have that log of proof that mm-hmm. no, like you're not the one who is losing touch with reality. They're intentionally doing this and you have proof whenever you have those moments. Cause it can be really difficult Mm -hmm. for people that are like for yourself, if you're now starting to set boundaries and wanting to distance yourself and you're, if you're like so Mm -hmm. used to being manipulated, that can also be a little tactic to help you out. I agree with you. I think that that's a big deal is being able to write it out and also have a narrative of what actually happened a narrative of, you know, this is the story and this is what I heard. And, you know, it's important for a person to be able to recognize that. Also, if they can't write it down, you know, going to a friend that they trust and saying like, Hey, like, you know, this happened and I'm confused and having someone to bounce it off to, whether it's your friend or a counselor or a family member, someone that you can trust to talk to and for them to validate your experience as to that's not okay. And I think as time goes on, in a lot of ways, people can build up strength and confidence to be able to start to recognize that these patterns are really can be debilitating too to their wellness and being able to to function on a day to day basis. 
That's so true. And I love what you mentioned about reaching out to your support system because Mm -hmm. a tactic that people who are narcissistic or can gaslight you can use to remain in a position of power is isolate you from your friends and your family and your loved ones and people who care about you. The reason why they want to do this is so, again, they have more control over the narrative that's going on in your head. Like, let's say you are listening and you're in a position where you've like distanced yourself from people that you care about, like getting closer to them again and confiding in them to not necessarily get their feedback, but to at least have their support. And that could be the first person that really lets you know, like, no, like what they're saying is wrong and starting to get, I know like in counseling, we don't like, we don't like for clients to get used to external validation. We want clients and we want you to internally validate yourself but if you're in a really rough situation where you're not getting either I mean even at least getting a little bit of external validation that Mm -hmm. hey like what you're going through isn't okay like this person isn't saying the right thing they're intentionally manipulating you like sometimes that can be very helpful to really start the journey of setting boundaries either setting very firm boundaries with this person if you are kind of forced to interact with them or If you are in a situation where you don't need to interact with them and you can distance yourself and slowly not be in their lives anymore, it can be so helpful. Yeah. And I think that like with people coming in for therapy, uh, I like to utilize like an empowerment model with them of also accepting the current state of how things are like acceptance and commitment therapy, but also empowering them to make, make a change to be really kind of assertive in in what their wants and needs are and how do they go about getting those things and starting to like make a plan of, okay, like this is what's happening right now. What do you need to do in order to move forward? And, And there's a lot of different things that people need in order to either change the relationship patterns that they're in or, or leave the relationship. And that's the hardest part is because it, it goes into, if they leave a grief process of, wow, everything is, so different now and a lot of times people might want to go back to the chaos because of what they're used to because it's you know the reality that they were in for so long but it's kind of like sticking with that and allowing those feelings to ride for a bit and see where they end up at and familiar isn't always healthy especially if you like grew up in a situation where perhaps the environment was chaotic or maybe you had a parent it was gaslighting you and then you ended up with someone ended up dating or marrying someone who was gaslighting you as well. Like the comfort level does not always mean that you're in a healthy situation because sometimes your comfort is chaos, but chaos can be draining. And if you're listening and you're in a situation where you're being gaslit or you're married or like dealing with, with a narcissist or your boss is a narcissist or what have you really consider the possibility of starting to implement everything Carolyn is teaching you because it can radically transform your life in such a positive way and life is so short we want you and everyone listening to live the best possible life that you can and it's very difficult to be in a healthy relationship with someone who wants to manipulate you and that's the truth of what a narcissist is and that's the reason why people will gaslight others it's because they want control because 
of their own significant challenges that they need to really work on. It's a challenge. However, you know, starting over or setting up boundaries and then moving on with your life can be such a game changer. Oh, absolutely. And the freedom that someone and the control over their life that they have, it can be an amazing thing for someone to experience for the first time. And and being part of that is and being part of their journey is it's such it's so amazing to watch people transform into who they actually are supposed to be. Oh yeah. And you know, to see them, you know, doing things that they like to do and finding healthy relationships. It's just, it's so gratifying to see that too. It really is. And I love this topic too. I was talking with our executive producer, Jason, earlier today. We were talking, we were just sharing different stories. And the one story I was sharing with him is how in the business world, there was someone that was gaslighting me And essentially pretending to be someone that they weren't. And I had solid evidence of what the truth about something was. And I presented it to them. And it was two pages worth of information. And they were like, oh, that's all wrong. Like whoever like gave that to you, like that was wrong. But I knew for a fact it was right. And I was telling Jason, it was like in that moment, I knew that this is not someone I can trust. This is someone that I need to always have firm boundaries up with. And Mm -hmm. I don't deal with that person at all anymore. And I'm so happy that I don't because like, let's say if I didn't like, if I didn't have that evidence to, to go back on, and if I just relied on like my memory of this person or whatever, like that could have been a bad thing because with memories, it's Mm -hmm. so weird how our brains work. Our brains hate negative memories. And Mm -hmm. so what it'll do is it'll kind of like phase out the negative memories. And then you have positive memories of a situation, even if the situation was terrible. So that's where that proof is super helpful is when you have the times of vulnerability or like if you miss them of like going into your phone, oh, wait, this jerk did X, Y, Z and like all this other stuff. And then you're like, no, I'm not dealing with them anymore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. And I'm glad that, you know, you were able to do that for yourself. I, I actually picked this topic because it's something I dealt with for many years. And I think that coming out of it from a prior relationship has been so enlightening because like, I feel like I found myself again. Yeah. And whenever you're in this type of relationship, you can really feel like drugged down and really, really sad. Yeah. And whenever you leave it, it's, it, it takes time, but it's, it's an amazing experience to be able to get yourself back. It really is. And you getting back who you really are and exactly. yeah, it's, it's, it really is amazing. So at what point in time should someone seek help? Well, I think if you're starting to think that maybe there's something happening that you're not comfortable with, I think seek help. You know, I think that if you feel comfortable, I mean, it's always hard to reach out to someone to say, you know, I, I want to get a counselor or a therapist, but if you're starting to question whether or not you need help, I think that's when I reseek it. Oh yeah. If you're starting to need someone to have like a sounding board or someone to, to talk to, that's where you start. 
you, you start that way. You, you open the door to possibilities. And even with, if you're feeling uncomfortable talking to someone, you know, sometimes people will sit in their car and talk to me um, yeah. as their therapist because they can't be at home in the house. So they'll be parked in their car and, and we'll just process things in their car. And, or we do a phone call where, where they feel safe and, and comfortable. So that's something too. But I think if you're starting to have the inkling that something's not right, typically go with that. You are so right, Carolyn. I love everything that you've shared with us and in our audience today, Carolyn. Could you share some final words of wisdom? Wow, final words of wisdom. I would say you only live once and if you want to be happy and if you're starting to feel drugged down and depressed and anxious all the time within your relationship, then that's a time to seek help and to start to look at other ways of coping and have someone to talk to. That's, those would be my words of wisdom is to, if you're starting to feel that way, that the best thing you can do for yourself would be to, to talk to someone about it. Certainly to reach out, get support, contact our team at Macon Wellness, and we can certainly connect you with a specialized counselor that can support you and help you to really address these wounds and start to help you with setting up boundaries. Carolyn, this was such a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much for being on and thanks so much for sharing all of your wisdom with our listeners. This is a well, wonderful- Well, thanks for having me, Sarah. I love being here today. Of course, same here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Stuff My Therapist Says, powered by Macon Wellness. If our conversation brought new insights and perspectives into your life, Please do not hesitate to share this episode with one person in your circle who will gain positive energy from it as well. Remember, the stigmas of mental health are a thing of the past. If you're ready to take the next step to heal and become happy again, find us at Make and Wellness on your favorite social media networks or reach out to our highly rated Make and Wellness team by dialing 833 833- 274 heal or you can schedule an appointment on our website at makinwellness.com until we meet again this is sarah macon reminding you that healing happens here